0: Hello, you're listening to Which Moving Pictures Move Us, and I'm your host, Emma Bolzner. We are kicking off our Who-Done It theme this month with the film Clue from 1985, starring Tim Curry, Madeline Kahn, Christopher Lloyd, and Leslie Ann Warren. And with me virtually is my good friend Christina. Hello, I'm back. <laughs> I, I keep wanting to introduce you in a different way and then i
1: <laughs> It's okay. I always <laughs> respond with the same thing, so like it's fine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: So if you guessed correctly, this film is based off of the popular board game and follows a mysterious fellow named Mr. Boddy who invites guests to a dinner party hosted by his butler Wadsworth, played by Tim Curry. The guests are given pseudonym names like Colonel Mustard, Mrs. Peacock, Professor Plum, to keep their identity safe from one another. Suddenly, they realize that they are being blackmailed by Mr. Body, and many murders start occurring. The guests begin to fear for their lives while trying to catch the culprit who might be in the very same room as them. Dun-dun-dun! <gasps> dun. <laughs> so, Christina, what do we think of
1: Jonathan Lynn's clue? I, I had a great time. <laughs> I, I will be honest, I was definitely bored for, like, the first, like, 20 minutes... Um, I think it's got, like, kind of a slow opening. Um, I don't know how necessary the extended Tim Curry stepped in dog poop joke was, but, (laughs) like, once the first murder happened, I feel like the movie, like, picked up a lot more. Um, And the ending was phenomenal. Like, obviously, I won't spoil it right now, but, like... I feel like for most of the movie, I was like, oh, yeah, this is, like, kind of fun. Like, this is, like, a pretty fun movie. And then the ending happened, and I was like, okay, this movie's great. I love this. This is so silly.
0: (laughs) Yes. Yes, once, like, the murders start occurring, I loved it even more.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's, like, when the movie really picks up. Like, I feel like we spent, like, a little too long on the setup. We could have trimmed that down a little, you know? (laughs) Yeah, the dinner party
0: and, like, the slurping of the soup... And the sexist gazes from men. Yeah. Especially towards Yvette, which wasn't very necessary. I don't know what the whole maid costume was all about, why that needed to be there. It was very distracting. But, um, like, that whole, like, when they were trying to figure out who was who, that was okay. But then Mrs. Peacock was very much, like, talking all the time and trying to fill the, the empty space with words and... It just was like okay, let's get on with it. Once Mr. Bodie, uh, Mr. Body showed up, things started cooking.
1: <laughs> yeah, it it just like I think the beginning just dragged on a little too long. I will say it was funny because I was like I was talking about this movie with my roommates after I watched it, and they were because none of us had ever seen it, and they were like, "Oh, how is how is the movie Clue?" And I was like, "Well." It's, like, kind of racist, like, kind of homophobic, pretty sexist, but it's, like, funny.
0: (laughs) And it's a great length of a movie. Like, it's not too long. It's not over the two hours, which so many new movies seem to be. It's just, like, an hour and 20 minutes. More movies need to be 90
1: minutes. I'm just saying. More movies need to be 90 minutes. Not every movie needs to be two hours. Bring back 90-minute movies. You know, the new... (laughs)
0: The new, like, James Bond movie, talking about sexist films, um, is, like, two hours and 55 minutes. That's even like, longer than Avengers seriously?
1: Endgame. And that movie was, like, ten years it's in the making. longer than Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, just make some 90-minute movies. I don't want to sit that long. Yeah, yeah. I did. I, like, have gotten into the habit. As you know, I'm taking, like, a, an intro to screen studies class this term. Um, And I have to watch, like, one to two movies every week for that. And so I've gotten into the habit of, like, putting my laptop on the windowsill in my kitchen and, like, watching movies while I do the dishes. (laughs) So I definitely watched Clue while doing the dishes at, like, 1 a.m. And it was great. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, that whole dog
0: scene, the whole dogs in general, they weren't really necessary. I mean, I know they were there to keep the people from um, getting out of the haunted house which was super spooky
1: but i didn't think it was necessary the whole dog poo thing i think it was like there were there were three jokes like i think that overall the movie was like pretty funny like especially the end the movie was like really funny like it had a lot of like genuinely really good comedic moments but the three bits that went on for way too long were the extended dog poop joke at the beginning the part where everybody was slurping their soup and the worst one yeah. was the one later that was like, is there anybody in the house? Yes or no? No. No, there's nobody left in the house. Uh, or no, there is somebody left. In- like that arm. bit went on for like uh, so long. I was mustard. like, this was barely oh, funny the first God. time. And now it's been four minutes.
0: <laughs> and he didn't know if to say no or yes. Because he was like asking him that weird rhetorically, rhetorical way where when you're like, oh, how do you say like, um do you know if anybody's in the house are you keeping something from us and then he's like no or yeah, they would and just, the guy's like don't to what yeah, like
1: <laughs> yeah it just like was not funny like I feel like when all the characters were getting annoyed I was like yeah no me too like <laughs> shut up yeah
0: I don't know why that had to carry on the best I mean this whole cast I thought it was well suited I didn't know most of them um but great comedic talents in this movie yeah i didn't know i didn't recognize
1: (laughs) any of the cast members aside from tim curry but like everybody was really good i i thought they were all like extremely well cast also
0: yeah i'm like big madeline Kahn fan um watch a lot of her movies when i grew up oh who did she play Uh, oh she was mrs white she was like the one with the black hair yeah oh i loved mrs white Uh, she was really good Cause I watched all the Mel Brooks movies growing up and like one of my favorite movies, Paper Moon. So she's just like one of my favorite comedic actresses and also one oh. of the first like female comedians. So also shocked me. Um, didn't see that one coming. Christopher Lloyd with brown hair. Never seen him with <laughs> out white hair before. Okay. Yeah. I did
1: not yeah. recognize Christopher Lloyd. Which one did he play? Professor Plum. Yeah oh professor plum i totally did not recognize him like i didn't recognize him at all yeah i know i've never seen him without white hair and every time i talk he talks i just think of dog brown
0: so (laughs) he didn't have as big of a part as like colonel mustard and um mr green they definitely had but like it was before back to the future i think he was still in like cheers and stuff so he wasn't as big yeah yeah Oh, that's wild. (laughs) Yeah, so great year for Christopher Lloyd, 1985. Um, Yeah. (laughs) But I got to talk about that opening music. Yes. Oh, my God. (laughs) What even was that keyboard? Like, I know they had electric keyboards in the 80s, but (laughs) didn't anyone know how bad that sounded then? Like, how, what were people's ears like back in the 80s? It's the 80s. They loved a a synthesizer. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, oh god because like i get the theme song does repeat although they didn't have much music in this movie no i feel like they could have had more music but it's not as like annoying as in the opening music uh, opening theme song like it it's plays a couple times but it's not as as piercing <laughs> yeah it was yeah it was quite something <laughs> um and what about what did you think about the set apparently um i'm not too familiar with the the board game Clue, I didn't play it too often growing up, but it was actually laid out the way the original board game is laid out. So everything, every room was in the right place. Every hidden passageway was in the correct room. And of course, all of the, um, like tokens that you get in the game, I guess the, I guess, is it, is that the, like the murder weapons? Yeah. The murder weapons are all, um, the same as in the board game.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're all the, yeah, no, I, I really, it took me a while to realize that the the house was laid out the same as the the board game, but I thought that that was very cool, um, and yeah, I instantly recognized, like, when they started opening their gifts with all the weapons, I was like, ah, I see, <laughs> I see what we're doing. Yeah, which I thought was brilliantly, that was brilliantly
0: done, too.
1: Yeah, I, I really liked it, and I thought, because I was wondering, because, Like, I knew very, very little about this movie aside from, like, it is based on the board game Clue and Tim Curry's in it. Um, Like, that was it. That was all I knew. (laughs) Um, And so I was wondering, like, how far they were going to go with, like, basing it off the board game and how many, like, liberties they were going to take with it. But the way that they, like, incorporated, like, all the different... Um, like, all the different weapons from the the game itself and the fact that they had, like, pseudonyms so that they could be all the characters' names, I thought that was really clever. Yeah,
0: me too, because no one would believe that there's someone named, like, Professor Plum and Colonel Mustard, so it's really cool that we never actually know what their real names are. Oh, I guess we know one character's in one alternate ending, but the rest of it (laughs) is pretty much, like... (laughs) Like, you never find out who they really are. I like that you never see anything outside of the board game, technically. Like, all the characters come into the doorway, usually to their yeah. death. <laughs> but, or maybe you're just standing out in the doorway and you die. But uh, most of it, I thought that was really cool that we never see outside uh, too much. Um, and, yeah. like... No, I thought that was clever too. Great to see Tim Curry starring in a movie. I've seen him in so many movies and
1: he's always yeah. like the... Oh, like just one of the like side characters or like friends of a main character. Yes,
0: or like brother or, you know, hotel
1: concierge. So it's nice to see him as the main character. Yeah, no, I, I really liked it. And honestly, I like... Because this movie came out, I think like almost 10 years after Rocky Horror... Um, which was, like, you know, obviously a big one for Tim Curry. Um, and this movie is, like, so similar to Rocky Horror. Like, again, don't get me wrong, I still liked it, but I think that this movie definitely saw how successful Rocky Horror was and, like, pulled a lot of elements from it. Um, because, and, and some of that just, like, comes with the territory of, like, it, of like the plot of the movie. Um, and, I mean, if you're going to make a game based on Clue, like, of course it's going to happen, like, at a creepy house. Um, but yeah, I thought like a lot of it had like similar vibes to Rocky Horror, which I thought was interesting. I
0: thought, um, Miss Scarlet was Susan Sarandon, like the one in the green gown. I kept thinking that was Susan Sarandon, which also gave me Rocky Horror vibes.
1: Yeah, me too. I kept thinking that I recognized her. So many women who were like famous celebrities around that time period looked the same, not that's I'm not saying that's a bad yeah. thing it's just a fact they all looked the same <laughs> maybe not Meryl Streep but the others <laughs> not Meryl Streep but like yeah like Susan Sarandon and like yeah whoever played like Mrs. Green and like even like Madeline Kahn a little bit like they all had like very similar face vibes yes. even
0: the ones on SNL <laughs> yeah no definitely yeah Gilda Radner and Madeline Kahn I sometimes get those mixed up as well but yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I I'm still shook that I didn't recognize Christopher Lloyd. <laughs> I'm
0: still not over that. It's cuz he didn't have his white hair.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he
0: looked age appropriate. <laughs> so, Mr. Body, I'm like doing it with like air quotes here. The person we think is Mr. Body if you didn't see the third alternate ending, which we'll also talk about <laughs> later if you're confused. But he's very creepy. (laughs) And, like, I was so happy when he
1: died. (laughs) Do you know who he looked like? He looked like an evil Bill Murray. Oh, yeah, with black hair (laughs) and gelled. He looked so much like Bill Murray. I was so, like, shook for the entire beginning of the movie. I was like, this is Bill Murray's evil twin. (laughs) And, like, I get that they're all in these
0: powerful jobs, I'm assuming. They all work somehow for the White House, or they live in Washington, Mm -hmm. D.C. It's just was like, I don't care who they are. I want to know why they're all there together.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Like... Yeah, I agree, I, and I know we talked about this already, but, yeah, like, I appreciated the setup. I was just like, okay, like, we could have figured out that they were all from Washington, like, way faster than this. So, yeah, so this film has,
0: like, the cliche moments of, like, the lights turn off and then someone's holding a weapon and someone's dead, or, you know, the lights turn off again. <laughs> it happens multiple times in this movie. Or, you know, things come out from behind the doorway. But it works because, would you say that this is, like, a, black comedy like humor or is it just a comedy
1: yeah well it's interesting i looked up the wikipedia page on this movie when i was trying to figure out who the cast was and yeah i saw that it's listed as like a black comedy and like yeah i can see how it like would get labeled as a black comedy in the sense of like all of the jokes basically revolve around like death and murder so you know we definitely are making light of some like pretty like serious topics But also, I don't know, like, I feel like it doesn't necessarily dive into, like, any, like, really, like, effed up societal issues or, you know, like, on a scale from, like, (laughs) on a scale from, like, the Book of Mormon musical to, like, South Park, you know, it's, I don't think it's, like, South Park levels of dark humor, you know what I mean?
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's, well, the thing is, this movie was created way before, it was even a genre. Yeah, true. So I think people nowadays just consider it that. Just like they say, like, this movie is a cult classic. But back then, there was, not, there was no such thing. Yeah, definitely. Like, we say Rocky Horror is a cult classic now, but nobody said it then. Mm-hmm. Then it was just, like, a movie. <laughs> so then the lights go off. Mr. Body, air quotes, has fallen. People think he's dead. Mr. Green... Touches the body, makes sure he's not breathing. And then they hear Yvette scream, I believe, the maid.
1: Oh, poor, poor Yvette. So much of this movie is like... So much of this movie is blurred together in my brain. Like, I feel like I remember how it starts and I remember how it ends and everything in between. I'm like, what order did this happen in again? (laughs) What happened? Because the ending changes everything. I'm pretty sure after
0: Yvette screams, they go and they think like, well... Okay, so one of us has killed Mr. Body, and none of them will admit who did it, because, well, why would they? And they're fearing for their lives, and then someone says, well, is there anyone else in this house? And they're, someone has, like, a light bulb thought, and they're like, oh my god, the cook! So then they run down to the kitchen, and then they... Is it Colonel Mustard? He finds the cook. Oh no, Mr. Green finds the cook, and she's been stabbed in the back. Damn, poor cook. So then they run back, and Mr. Body isn't there anymore. He has moved.
1: (laughs) Where did he go? That was a good twist. I did not expect that one. I like whodunits. I think this is what I was going
0: to say before. I like whodunits where more than one person dies. Because I hate it when it's just, like, one person, (laughs) and then the whole mystery is around that one thing. I want to see some more murders happening. I want to see more people
1: dying. (laughs) Yeah, well, it's like, I think that it, because with the board game, it makes sense that there's only one murder, but I think with the movie, like it would have gotten stale if we were just like trying to solve like one murder for an hour and a half. Like I think having the multiple murders made sense. And I also, I was really curious as to how they were going to do it because like um, after the cook died, I was like, okay, like I feel like we're setting up like like a multiple murder movie, but we can't kill off like any of our main characters because they're all like normally characters in the game. So that wouldn't really make any sense. Um, and so I thought it was clever how they kept like finding ways to introduce new people arriving at the house. So more people could be murdered. Yeah. Cause they're
0: the, they're the players basically. Yeah. I mean, everyone there normally besides the ones that walk in, the only non players are Tim Curry's character, the Butler And then there's Yvette, the maid, and the cook. And then once the cook dies, I think, okay, well, are the other two going to die? Did you think that there was a mysterious
1: person in the house that was hiding? I totally did. I was like, is there, like, another secret player? Is that what we're doing right now? (laughs) I liked how they split
0: up, um, and they all went and, like, looked for whoever the mysterious person is because they think someone in the house through the passageways killed the cook and um Mr. Body and I just I, can... I liked the way they were split up like uh, I thought it was interesting that Mr. Green and Yvette were together and I thought their scenes were the funniest when he's like well ladies first and she doesn't want to go up to the attic and and you know they're they're having that problem of like the men are too chicken to go up and I also like the whole yeah. s- part of like when they're assigned whoever's partner they're gonna be with and Tim yes. is like cutting up the matches and like whoever picks you know the length of the stick is the partner with the other person that has the same length and I thought that was brilliantly done
1: yeah I thought that was really clever I did when they suggested that they split up I was like oh my god you idiots this is how every like horror like murder mystery movie starts ever like if you split up more people are gonna die <laughs> and of yeah. course that's what happened but like none of them actually died except for except for poor Yvette but uh you know also <laughs> she wasn't a player so sorry buddy
0: also how stupid are they you should never tamper with a body like just no they're just like manhandling
1: all these bodies uh, like the whole movie and they all
0: like put them on the couch <laughs> mm-hmm. like they carry the cook all the way from the kitchen up to the living room and it's like you've just tampered with the body
1: Why would you do that? First rule of thumb. You (laughs) fools. That annoyed me so much. (laughs) One of the reasons why I really like the main cast is because they're all so stupid, but normally not in an annoying way. The only time they're stupid in an annoying way is like the whole Colonel Mustard asking like contradictory questions bit. That was dumb. But like most of the time they're all stupid in like an entertaining way. And I think that that's really funny. Yeah. Yeah. Like, who let all of these idiots have government jobs?
0: <laughs> and they're completely clueless as well. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: I guess my least favorite character was probably Mrs. Peacock. What about you?
1: Ooh. Um, that's a good question. I mean, I'm tempted to say my least favorite character was Colonel Mustard just because I hated that one bit, but honestly, it was, like, pretty funny for most of the rest of the movie. Um... Yeah. I think my least favorite character, no offense to Christopher Lloyd was probably Professor Plum. Um, yeah because I feel like his character like I feel like all of them had like very unique character traits um, so that you could like keep track of who was who. And his unique character trait was like he was into women which isn't that unique of a character trait, you know? Like, he, like, grabs, yeah. like, m- Mrs. Peacock's ass when they're about to enter the house, and he's, like, staring at Yvette's boobs, and it's like, oh, haha, he yeah. likes women. And he sleeps with his patients. Yeah. His psychi- like that he's was a psychiatrist. His whole so character was. was like, ooh, he has sex, he likes boobies, and it's like, okay, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I know.
0: I got we gotta talk about Yvette's, like, maid costume. Oh, her-
1: I don't care if you want to have a maid in this movie. Why does she have to dress like a prostitute? Her boobs... We're out, and it's like the first scene with her in it. Like Colonel Mustard walks in and just stares at her boobs. Like he doesn't even try to hide yeah. it. He walks in and he's like, doing it's so yeah. it's so bad. You need like a Looney Tunes, like
0: <laughs> um like the hearts thing da dong, da dong. around like
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: It it was really bad. I know it's the 80s, but like there is some good 80s movies where move, uh, where women are portrayed way better. And I just was like, is this necessary? What? And then out of the uh, the three women or, yeah, the four women that were there, you know, Mrs. Peacock is married. But, like, the one that is also single besides Miss Scarlet is, um, and is a widow, is Miss White. And just because she's a widow, they automatically assume that she like murdered her husband and like the only strong character who's not in like a promiscuous outfit like Miss Scarlet and Yvette is like seen as a threat and that really bothered
1: me as well. Yeah. And also like they real like the only people who work in this mansion are the butler, Yvette who is like a really sexist stereotype of women, and the who doesn't do any who doesn't cleaning? Doesn't do any cleaning, <laughs> and the cook, who the only thing she gets to do in this movie are bang a gong to announce that dinner is ready, <laughs> eat them shark a fin soup, and then get murdered. <laughs> <laughs> and just creepily
0: sharpen that knife. Yeah, at the beginning like, while watching TV. At the
1: very <laughs> least, I'm gonna be honest with you. At the very least, I was so she speaks like two lines in this movie, but I was so relieved when she spoke and she didn't have like a really like thick offensive like stereotypical accent. Cause I was I was expecting it. Like as soon as I saw An what Austrian they were doing accent. with her, I was like, oh my god, they're gonna give her like the most offensive like thick accent. And then she spoke, and I was like, oh, they didn't. That's good. She still banged a gong feeds them shark fin soup and gets murdered but i mean at least we got that going for it or they don't they eat like monkey brains yeah or they eat shark fin soup and monkey brains like what do you people <laughs> think fu- asian people eat
0: <laughs> it's so weird
1: and why are they serving it to them yeah it's just it's just bizarre and i mean like don't get me wrong the I and mean, this is like a spoiler but when they're like unraveling the mystery at the end and they discover that like the cook used to work for Miss Peacock because she like is the only one who has had like monkey brains before and is like, Oh, I like this dish, like, yeah, okay, that was clever. Still like racist. You could have done God. It, it differently. So, and I
0: I wanted to just go back to Yvette quickly because you know who she reminded me of? She reminded me of the feather duster in Beauty and the Beast. Yeah,
1: she's just the, the feather duster. Because
0: <laughs> she's French too, so they literally ripped that off of Clue. Oh,
1: poor Yvette. <laughs> she also reminds me of, um, um, you. I think you've seen the movie The Producers, right? Like the, the blonde sort yeah. of like stereotypical bimbo character who auditions for them. That was that was yes. her character in this. That was it.
0: Yeah, you're talking about the one with Gene
1: Wilder, right? Yes, yeah. Not the
0: new one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never seen the new one with um, Matthew Broderick. Oh, Frege, you should
1: watch yeah. it. It's a musical. Oh, really? Yeah. Sorry, this is a side tangent. Should they um, make Clue in a musical they should make okay listen (laughs) clue would be such a good musical yeah if you made this into a stage musical and like all you'd have to do is like rewrite the racist and sexist bits which wouldn't be that hard because there are plenty of musicals that have been on broadway that have like rewritten like problematic parts of the movies that they like are based on you could so easily like make the move, make the musical less offensive, but keep it being, like, just as silly and funny. It would be such a good musical. It'd be, all of the characters could have their own songs. It'd be so good. And, like, Wadsworth's fast-talking bit can just be
0: in a musical form. It would yeah. be so cool. Every time I was... All, the time when I was watching it, I thought, okay, you know, like, there are major sets here, but nobody's... Like, it is basically a play because you never leave the haunted house... So yeah. I thought, okay, you know, even the props look like play, like the the big clumps of spiderweb. I thought, okay, couldn't they have just, like, spread it out a bit more? Even the live Scooby-Doo movies that are, like, filmed <laughs> here in Vancouver make the cobwebs better than this. Like, couldn't you just, like, you know how they get, they get stuck to to, like, one clump? Yeah. It's like, couldn't somebody have had a job of just, like, you know spreading it out a bit one would think also how did the chandelier get back up on the ceiling that was my big question of this movie
1: oh yeah good point didn't it fall it does (laughs) fall and then it's not falling anymore it's miraculously cleaned
0: up and then at the end of the movie it's hanging up there again on one of the alternate endings i thought oh someone didn't catch that that's so
1: funny um
0: but yeah, yeah, I could see this as a musical. No, it would
1: be it would be really good on stage. Yeah, and you're right. Like it would be really easy to like have like minimal set design for this to like show the different rooms in the house. And like it lends itself yeah. so well to musical numbers, because then you could cut down, like you could cut out the boring bits of the plot and replace them with musical numbers.
0: Yeah, I mean this movie could even be done if you don't want to like do a musical right away, just as a play. Yeah. It would be really fun, like taking out some boring bits like the beginning and questionable things that occur but yeah
1: yeah, it could have been done it could have it would be a really fun play i think we have a great idea if anybody on broadway is listening right now write this down (laughs) (laughs) yeah we're
0: full of them we're full of great ideas (laughs) (laughs) so i i swear tim curry is like the star of Halloween movies wouldn't
1: you say he really is like he is the he's easily the best part of this movie he kills it like the entire time um he's easily the best part of Rocky Horror like no doubt um he's easily the best part of the worst witch even though he's only in that movie for 10 minutes um oh my god with the girls ogling him Ah. Was that made,
0: like, at the same time as this movie? He was doing this and... Oh, uh, that's a good question. ...the worst witch? Now I'm curious. Okay, you know, Mr. Um, Green reminded me of the guy in Rocky Horror Picture Show. Like, the one that is with Susan Sarandon. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he reminded me of him. I
1: thought it was him, but I didn't look it up. Oh, yeah, no, he really... Yeah, you're right. He did remind me a lot of him. I don't think it was the same guy... But again, like, everybody who was in movies around this time looked the same. It wasn't even just women. Yeah. It's just every, like, brunette white person who was in a movie in the 80s looked identical.
0: Yes. Uh, So The Worst Witch was made in 1986, so it's, like, a year later. Damn, Tim
1: Curry was, like, Halloween king for, like, ten years.
0: And he even did like the series it I think like the original You're right. Pennywise. Oh
1: shoot. Yeah, I've never I've obviously never seen that movie cuz that's way too scary for me. Oh my god. But I always forget he was Clans in that creep me
0: out. Yeah, me too. I've I've never seen it. So yeah, he was definitely what sold it for me too and like the reason why I wanted to watch this movie. Um I just like that they made fun of certain clichés as well like lightning strikes and you know People that come and, like, shouldn't walk into that room. I really enjoyed that a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah, so let's talk about the characters that sadly enter and walk to their death.
1: <laughs> All those little Do you want to go rolls. first? I
0: think the first one was the driver that's car broke down in front of the mansion.
1: Yes, yeah. So, yeah, first there's the poor driver. And, again, this is, like, I don't know how recently you watched the Rocky Horror Picture Show. I don't know how, like, burned into your brain that movie is. Um, but... It was probably, like, grade 11. Fair. I watched... It's been a couple of years. I watched that movie, like, every year for Halloween for, like, the past, like, four years. So it's it's locked and loaded. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, like, at the beginning of the movie, like, there's the whole bit where, like, Brad and Janet's car breaks down and so that's how they, like, end up at... at uh, yeah, at... at What's his name? Dr. Frankenfurter's mansion. And like when, when Mrs. Peacock's car breaks down or not Miss Peacock, sorry, Miss Scarlet, when her car breaks down Mm -hmm. and professor plum gives her a ride and then it starts to rain. I was like, this is identical, like shot for shot to the scene in Rocky (laughs) horror. (laughs) I thought so too. And then like, yeah. And then the other guy's car breaks down and I was like, Oh my God. And he needs to use their phone. I was like, this is just the beginning of Rocky horror again. (laughs) So you can't remake this
0: movie because everybody has cell phones.
1: Yeah, right? You can never do a clue remake.
0: There is a remake coming. Really? <laughs> Don't know why, but it is coming. Why? Yeah. Were, like, I know the original is fine. Like why? Yeah. Okay, so Brian Reynolds is
1: signed on as Wadsworth. Ryan Reynolds. No. Listen, Ryan Reynolds is a good actor, he's a good guy, he's not Tim Curry. He's
0: a good guy, I question his movies, um, but I recently Fair watched enough. Free Guy, and it was the first Ryan Reynolds movie I could sit through, it was really good, so...
1: I've heard really good things about about, uh, about Free yeah, Guy, I need to watch it at it some point. It just came on
0: Disney+, Plus and like you don't have to pay premium or anything, so... I checked it out, and it was actually really entertaining. So, yeah, not a big fan of his movies, but um, I can't see him. Like, I know he does a lot of comedies, so he definitely has comedic chops, but he doesn't have that timing yeah. that Tim Curry has, and also that way of, like, making fun of himself. Like, first of all, Ryan Runs is way too good-looking to play Wadsworth, and... Um, <laughs> no offense to tim yeah. Curry, but listen just
1: like too good looking <laughs> i don't i don't care what they say in the worst yeah. witch right, tim curry was never known for being a hunk yeah, hey, you know like hey <laughs> he's
0: good looking at Annie, but like it's like he is good looking and he's really good looking at Annie. but like unless they're gonna make <laughs> him like wadsworth look like he did an annie i might be changing my mind here but seriously though everyone looks at ryan reynolds abs i can't see him as
1: wadsworth yeah but because i think my thing is like honestly i think that we had a really good idea about instead of doing a movie remake like put it on stage because i think that if you're going to remake it as a movie and have it set in modern day then you need to like change a lot of stuff and you need to change a lot of the jokes because so many of like the cause and, uh, and effect, like, situations, and so much of the humor is, like, based in the 50s. Also, sorry if you're hearing the house cat yelling in the background right now. He's decided to start <laughs> screaming. Um, but... He agrees with us. He agrees. We don't... Rhubarb, we don't need another movie. We don't need yeah. a cool movie. Um, but, yeah, anyway... Um, yeah, you either have to set it in the present day, which, like, wouldn't work as well, or if you're just going to set it in the 50s anyway, then there's no point in doing a remake. Then just don't make it. Exactly.
0: First of all, how can you set it in present day? Because why would all those people be coming there? And what the hell is the laphagram? Or Noah, what did she do? That Oh, girl, the singing was telegram. Laugh-o-gram. She was a... The singing telegram. Like, what the hell is a telegram? Nobody knows what that is now. So, can we just stop making Hollywood... If you're listening, whoever is in charge of Hollywood um can you just stop making remakes of decent films and start creating new stories there's an idea
1: honestly i think the thing that's most annoying is like they could make a clue another clue movie but don't make it like just a remake of the one from the 80s like just make it a new movie about the board game you know yeah
0: let's do as like a jumanji sequel yeah exactly
1: like the Jumanji movie. That would be really cool. I watched the I watched the second Jumanji well, third Jumanji, the second Dwayne Johnson Jumanji movie I finally watched like recently, like right at the end of the summer. And I liked it. Like honestly, the Robin Williams Jumanji movie was great. The Dwayne Johnson Jumanji movies are also really great. Like that's how you do that's how you do it. That's what Clue should be doing.
0: Let's have the characters go into the board game. That would be so cool.
1: (laughs) Yeah. That would be fun. Wow. We are full of these ideas. I told you. (laughs) Everyone needs to hire us because clearly we're smarter than whoever they got working for them.
0: (laughs) Ryan Reynolds, if you're listening, I like you. Just don't like most of your movies. Here's an idea for you. If you're signed on by 20th Century Fox and your contract to do this, do not copy Tim Curry. I
1: just like... Well, yeah, and it's like... I'm sure that Ryan Reynolds would be funny in a Clue movie, but I can't see, like, Tim Curry has such a specific vibe as an actor, and he brought that vibe, like, so specifically to Wadsworth. Like, I'm trying to think if there's any other actor who is more like Tim Curry than Ryan Reynolds. And I don't, there's nobody. There's no, but, well, yeah, like, yeah, there's nobody. Like, Tim Curry is one of a kind, and I feel like remaking any of the movies with him in them is, like, never going to go well because like he's so iconic in every role he's in but also hear me out controversial opinion jack black as wadsworth think about it
0: <laughs> oh that would be perfect i feel like jack black Actually, has like a more good.
1: similar comedic style and like vibe mm. and he was already in that i never watched this God. movie but he was already in that movie like the house with the clock in its walls that got like pretty good reviews and he oh was yeah, Goose- was Kate Blanchett? Yeah, yeah, and he was in Goosebumps. So like Jack Black's been in like silly Halloween movies before. Yeah,
0: he would be good. Sometimes I find him a bit over the top, and like just calm down a bit. Valid. But he would be able to. He would be able to take on that fast talking ending, like twenty minute ending part, which must have been exhausting for Tim Curry, like run up and down the stairs, running to each room, talking he could pull that off oh yeah definitely i could see that yeah i can i want to recast people now for like a new clue this is fun okay
1: we're having a great time so i
0: could definitely yeah how many people have just stopped listening there so definitely could see jack black I feel like somebody, like, from SNL that's not, like, main SNL right now that everybody's talking about, but, like, someone like Chloe Fineman who does really good impressions. Ooh, yeah. I could totally see her as, um, either Miss Scarlet or the maid that's not, like, sexually portrayed. She would be good. I don't know about the men. You can find some.
1: Yeah, Maybe Ryan Reynolds definitely. could be one of them. Just, like... Honestly, <laughs> okay... I think that Ryan Reynolds would be a way better either Colonel Mustard or Mr. Green than Wadsworth. Yeah, he'd be a good
0: Mr. Green. I think he'd be a good Mr. Green,
1: too. And then him and
0: Chloe would be good together. They'd have good chemistry. Oh, this is fun. Yeah, definitely. Okay, I'm thinking now on my toes. (laughs) (laughs) Who would be good for Madeline Kahn's rule? Hmm. She was good in this. It's hard
1: she was really good somebody
0: that's like kind of mysterious in her 30s ish (laughs) i don't know someone like cape blanchett could do it
1: even though she's a bit older yeah i think she'd be good i don't know which character she would play but imagine beanie feldstein in this movie oh yeah she would be good she'd be pretty funny she could be like who have we not she could be mrs peacock for sure she could totally be Mrs. Peacock. They could yeah. just like age her up a bit with makeup and she'd be a really funny Mrs. Oh, Peacock. Oh, that's a good
0: one. I like that. She's so
1: good. I
0: love her movies.
1: I'm like staring at my like shelf of DVDs right now and Booksmart <laughs> is like right <laughs> at the front. So I like looked up and I was like, Beanie Feldstein, <laughs> Perfect.
0: Yeah, she would be really good. <laughs> Professor Plum, I didn't really like him. I don't really care.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just cast some random Colonel guy. Mustard.
0: Nah. <laughs> Who did we cast? Oh, we just got to do one more. Miss Scarlet. Hmm. Miss
1: Scarlet. She was good. I feel like I'm just thinking of SNL women yeah. now because you like put that in my head. I know me too. Oh, I just put in Cecily Strong. I was going to say TVH Cecily Strong would be pretty funny in this movie. Keegan-Michael Key Keegan Keegan could be in this movie. <laughs> Keegan-Michael Key could totally be in a Clue movie. Keegan-Michael Key could be in a Clue musical. Easy. Oh, yeah. Because
0: he also has great comedic timing as well. I think we're just... I told you, we're full of ideas. I feel like Reese Witherspoon could be a character as well. Ooh, yeah. Oh, that would be fun. I don't know who, but maybe a new character for her. Yeah.
1: We're probably gonna... Yeah, they're... I would hope that they would add new characters or do something to make it not just, like, a blatant, like, remake, like the friggin' Lion King movie that was, like, essentially a shot-for-shot remake of the original. I hate remakes. (laughs) I wouldn't have guessed that, Christina. (laughs) Yeah, I know. You're shocked.
0: (laughs) Wow, we just picked a great cast. Wow, good for yeah. us. Okay, <laughs> I wanted to just go back a bit because I like the the characters that were in like very short scenes, and like we talked, did Me we too. talk about the driver? I don't think we would really talked about him, but I felt bad for him. He dies. Poor guy. The cop um, was funny. The cop. Okay, that was my favorite scene beside the ending was how they were fooling the cop, and basically there was bodies in each room, and they were trying to move the bodies to like one particular room but then the cop knocks on the door and asks to use the phone and the way they fooled him was hilarious with them you know he was walking into each of the rooms just checking out if everyone's okay and there's people kissing the deceased bodies and they're playing like life could be a dream like it's so funny yeah that was a good song to have actually in that scene so they did have some music
1: they, yeah, they did have some well-placed music. That was definitely one of them. No, I was literally about to say the exact same thing, that, like, my favorite scene by far is, like, the extended ending. Um, mm. But that was my next favorite scene. I thought that was so funny when they were fooling the cop by just making it seem like they were, like, making out with all the dead bodies. That was really and the funny. And guy, the guy,
0: like, Mr. Body, literally had blood on his forehead. <laughs> like, how stupid is this cop? <laughs> Like he's so naive. He thinks too like thinks too well of people.
1: <laughs> that poor cop.
0: <laughs> the poor cop and then he dies yeah. and then the lights go out and the telegram girl like doesn't even get a chance. <laughs> she, she gets to get say like... like
1: two lines.
0: <laughs> and it's like in I... a song.
1: <laughs> I will say I really I really really thought it was funny. When um, I think it's like it's after the lights go out, they like go around the house and they discover that like the cop and the singing telegram person have died. And I think it's so funny the way that they all just like really sluggishly entirely like walk from room to room. Yeah. And every time they discover a dead body, they don't even react to it anymore. They're just like, ugh, another one. Like, it's so funny. It's so well done. And then they come across to Yvette, and nobody even cares. And they're like, oh, <laughs> damn. That
0: scared me, though, when she was, like, talking to the, the person that she was in on the, I guess, the whole blackmailing scheme with, and we realized that Yvette is, like, part of the plan. And then when they miraculously, perfectly get the rope around her neck, that person yeah. was, like, a cowboy or something. <laughs> she did a great <laughs> job. But yeah, very sad for her. Yeah. Should we talk about the? Okay, so I should probably discuss that when this movie came out back in 1985. Apparently, I wasn't alive then. But apparently, when it came (laughs) out, um, like in theaters, you could choose. There was like three alternate endings, and you didn't know what ending you would go see. Now, the way that Christina and I watched it, obviously, and if you watch it today on DVD or on iTunes, um, you don't get a choice. Like, you just see all three endings. You don't get to choose a particular one. The whole movie comes with all three. But apparently back then, you didn't get a choice, and you could just see the three different endings, and in each ending, someone else is the murderer. So, just the lead-up is really well done before we know that there's three alternate endings i love how tim curry or wasworth walks us through the events of the entire movie that's occurred and like what's happened to each character where each character was for each of the six murders um i thought that was really well done also again great comedic timing of him like Acting as Wadsworth, but then acting as like the different characters in the movie and the victims as well. Like when he falls yeah. out of the the door like the cook did and and when he's like falling to the ground, um when Mr. Body dies. I just thought that was really well done.
1: Yeah, I like we we love Tim Curry, but that scene in particular, like you see so clearly how, like, fantastic of an actor he is. Like, the way that he, like, goes through that whole scene, it's so entertaining and it's so funny and it's so, like, it's just so chaotic, but in the best way. Like, you know that I'm a big baby and I, like, hate scary things. And so Clue is, like, Clue is the perfect Halloween movie for me because it's, like, the tiniest bit scary, but it is mostly just, like, silly and goofy and, like, that scene was was easily, yeah, it was my favorite part. Like, him doing just his marathon of, like, running around, explaining how everything happened. Like, it yeah. was so good.
0: He's so enthralling to watch as well. And
1: his, like, body is so gumby and, like, flexible. I never knew that of yeah. him. How does he do that? Like, there's some stuff <laughs> that, like, he just, like, throws himself around and, like, falls over. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. And Mr. Green is, like, getting pushed around.
0: He's like, stop it! <laughs> that was yeah. Funny. So, do you want to talk about the who the killer was in the first ending? Did you expect that person to be... Okay, first, who did you think, before you knew about the three alternate endings, who did you think was the killer?
1: Honestly, I was... I like to think that I'm pretty good at playing, like, Clue, the actual board game. Um, but I, like did not put together any of the pieces that Tim Curry did. So I really thought that it was just going to be a secret surprise character that had been there all along that they would reveal at the very end and be like, whoa, like Mr. So-and-so, what are you doing in this house? Like, I really thought that it was going to be just like a random other character that was going to be like a big surprise at the end. Um, I did not see it coming, like any of the three endings, especially not the third ending, um but i didn't see any of the endings coming i
0: thought maybe it was something to do with like colonel mustard or miss scarlet those were kind of the ones that i were thinking um but then i thought well maybe it it was hard i kept going then i thought maybe it's uh madeline Kahn's mrs white but yeah it was tough so do you want to talk about the first ending the first killer
1: yeah I will say I was definitely the most suspicious of Mrs. White because she'd been the one who'd set up as like maybe having murdered like multiple husbands already. Um, yeah, the black and widow. And I will say I like. I think the the final I think the final ending's the funniest, by far. Same. But I think that the first two endings like make the most sense with the context of the game because like that's how the game works is like one of the players, like, is the murderer. So I thought that that was clever that it because I I was trying to figure out how they would do that. Because, again, like I did not suspect like any of them really as being the murderer. So I was like, wait, how are one of these players going to be the murderer? Because like none of them could have done it. Um, And it turns out I was wrong. (laughs) Um, Yeah. But yeah, I liked the first ending. Honestly, I think the third ending was my favorite. And then I liked the first one. And I think the second ending might have been my least favorite. Yeah, Um, I didn't get that one. (laughs) That one was just like, I mean, all of them were a little confusing, but like the second one I think was like shockingly the most confusing, even though the third one was like arguably the most convoluted. Yeah. So for the first one, do you want to tell us who the killer was? So the first one, it was Mrs. White, right? No, it was Miss Scarlet. Oh, Miss Scarlet was the first one. Oh, I am confused. Okay, I oh, can do it. Right, because, right, okay, no wait. <laughs> it was Miss Scarlett and right Yvette. Now. Right, yeah, because Yvette worked for Miss Scarlett and she was like getting Miss Scarlett like information and blackmail. Um, yes. Right, okay, yeah.
0: So Yvette was working for Miss Scarlett. Um, she was her former maid, I believe. And somehow Miss Scarlett had asked her to get blackmail on all of the guests. So. Yvette actually kills Mr. Body, and um, uh, who else does she kill? She would have killed oh the cook. She killed Mr. Body and the cook, and then I believe Miss Scarlet kills the driver because it used to be her driver. Yeah, it was like and there was a lot of uh, tangled kills web. The <laughs> police officer. And the telegram girl, and then eventually kills Yvette. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Which I like that, like all the cops came in, and you know she got taken away. I was uh, well, we can talk about anyway. So the next ending, they do the same kind of like synopsis again of like Tim Curry running around. And then there was like that bit in between where it's like, well, what if it could have been this way? Because I guess they've added that now since they've put all the endings together. Um, and then the next ending, and Mrs. Peacock is the killer. I was shocked that right. none of the guys were a killer. Like, you know, yeah, I'm going to be honest, ending. that was a little weird. <laughs> yeah, that was all little women. It was a little bizarre. It was a little sexist, but you know. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I wondered why. Colonel Mustard was never the killer, but alrighty then.
1: <laughs> I mean, Colonel Mustard was too stupid to be the killer. Let's be yeah, honest. Yeah, that's true. Maybe <laughs> Professor Plum then. Yeah, I yeah, Miss Professor Mister Plum Professor Plum was way more <laughs> suspicious to me than like Miss Peacock. Yeah, I thought Miss Peacock was just like kind of annoying. I did not think she was going to be one of the killers. She's
0: also way too, like, reactive. How the heck could she have killed somebody? She was always screaming around and being annoying.
1: Yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> so that was my least favorite. And then the third ending, do you want to talk about the third ending? That was my Can favorite. I just say, I think, and I I don't know if you, like, watched it the same way I did, but what I thought was interesting is, so when, so like you said, like, when the movie was initially released in theaters, like, you could have gotten any of the three endings and so presumably like yeah it would just be like whichever movie you happen to see like that is the definitive ending for like that version of the movie but what i thought was interesting is like when i watched it the way that they like show you all three endings is they show you the first ending, and they're like, that's how it could have happened, or it could have happened like this. And then they show you yeah. the second ending. And then before the third one, it says, that's how it could have happened, but here's how it really happened. Yeah, and I that's thought that why that was, I was confused too. Yeah, I thought that that was an interesting choice to have it be like, yeah, it could have happened those ways, but like this ending is like the ending for real. And I don't know why they did that. I don't know why they didn't just keep it as like it could have been any three. I don't know why they had to pick like one Unless- definitive one.
0: That's a new thing they've added since it like got on DVD or v- VHS or something. Yeah,
1: yeah. Because I didn't, why I didn't, would I really they have like that? Because
0: then people in the theater would feel jipped that they didn't get the
1: the right ending, and they'd want their exactly. money back. Yeah, no, I thought it was silly. Yeah, me too. But yeah, you want to talk about the final ending? The final ending. I think, and I mean, it makes sense that like out of the three of them. They would pick like the third one to be like the definitive ending because the third one is the one where like all of like basically everybody is a murderer. Um, so you know, like I, I understand why they would like out of the three, why they choose that to be the definitive ending because it's kind of funny. Yeah. Even though it doesn't really make sense with like how the actual game happens, but anyways. And the and um, the motives <laughs> around all of them killing them, but okay. Yeah, definitely, like, kind of makes the least sense out of all of them, but is also like the most silly. But I cannot tell you how hard I laughed at the final line of the movie. I think I don't think any movie has ever ended better than with the FBI agents arresting everybody, and like the the head guy who would come in, like the head FBI agent. Yeah. Talking to Mr. Green about, like, ah, oh, you did a great job, you know, whatever his name is. Like, oh, great job, agent, whatever. Like, uh, yeah. you know, uh, what are you going to do now? And then, like, oh, you, did, you know, you did a great job, sport, blah, blah, blah. And then Mr. Green goes, thanks, sir. I'm going to go home and sleep with my wife. And then yeah. the credits roll. That's so funny.
0: <laughs> I think it was so funny, too, because I think they all believed that he was a homosexual yeah throughout like the movie. The fact
1: that, like, his supposed, like, blackmail was that he was gay, and, like, don't get me wrong, I was mad that he turned out not to be gay, because, like, when you see the third ending, and it turns out that, like, Mr. Green is the only, like, quote-unquote good guy of the movie, I was like, whoa, a movie in the 80s where the only good guy is gay? Like, that's crazy, But then not only does it turn out that he's not actually gay, but the fact that the movie ends with, I'm going to go home and sleep with my wife. Like to make sure the audience members
0: know, (laughs) I think it's so funny too. And I also was surprised that he was the only good guy out of all of them. They all did in the third ending, they all murdered somebody. Um, because he was always the one saying I didn't do it I didn't do it and I was like okay well that guy obviously has something to do with the murders but he really didn't which was really nice too he was just an honest person and an FBI agent (laughs) (laughs) so I think okay so let me just break this down who ended up killing okay first of all If you hadn't seen the third ending and you were going to the movie theater and you either saw the first where Scarlet is the killer or the second where Peacock is the killer, do you just believe that Mr. Body is Mr. Body who died? Oh. Yeah, I guess so.
1: Isn't that sad?
0: Because in the third ending you find out that Mr. Body wasn't actually Mr. Body who died, that was somebody else. I don't remember
1: his name. And Mr. Body was actually Wadsworth, aka yeah. Tim Curry. Yeah, that's true. I think that's why it makes more sense to have like them all be potential endings as opposed to having one be the definitive ending.
0: Yeah, Weird. exactly. So does Tim Curry's Mr. Body kill Mr.
1: Body? Honestly, I'm looking up the ending right now because I will not be able to remember all of this. Okay, Professor I think so. Professor Plum killed Mr. Body with the candlestick. Mrs. Peacock stabbed the cook, her former employee. Colonel Mustard blunted the motorist with the wrench because that was yeah. his driver during World War II. Miss Mrs. White. Scarlet killed y- the police. Oh yeah. Miss Scarlet oh. clubbed the cop. Miss White throttled yeah. Yvette. Um, because she was jealous that she'd had like, a hus- uh, an affair with her late husband. Affair. And then Wadsworth had shot the telegram girl, the patient oh. who Professor Plum had had an affair with. Why? Doesn't say, and I don't remember.
0: <laughs> I, I thought <laughs> Professor Plum killed the telegram girl. Why did Professor Plum kill Mr. Body? It's so weird. Yeah, I don't know.
1: I don't know. <laughs> I wish I could tell you. <laughs>
0: And then, Mr. Green kills Mr. Body, aka Wadsworth, aka Tim Curry.
1: <laughs> okay, sorry. It also I'm so he, glad that like in the descriptions of the endings, it includes that the final line of the movie is the direct quote is, "Okay, Chief, take him away. I'm gonna go home and sleep with my wife." <laughs> <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs>
0: I liked when as as people do when you've been shot. You have a chance to say a couple last words, and that, yeah. uh, that Mr. Body says,
1: "Well, that was a really good shot." <laughs> <laughs> He's
0: thank like God happy he had enough time.
1: It. Yeah, thank God he had enough time to get out one more one-liner.
0: Yeah. Um, should we move on to like the fun facts? Yeah. So there was actually a uh, original fourth ending as well that they filmed, but then they didn't put it in the movie. Oh. Um, and basically, instead of having everybody kill someone, the f- the fourth ending was that just Tim Curry's character kills had had been the murderer for everybody. So like oh. everyone else was innocent except him. So he basically poisoned the champ poison the champagne. The guests are drunk um, so they would all soon die and there would be no witnesses so he would get away with it. And then the police arrive and he's arrested. Um, and then he tries to escape and then the police dogs lunge at him and kill him.
1: <laughs> Damn. I'm glad they did not it's do that an ending. awful ending. Yeah, that's terrible. Like, I'm really glad we didn't do that one. I'm glad too. I
0: also don't understand if he poisoned everybody, why... <laughs> Does that mean everybody would have been dead then?
1: That's so also, depressing. Also, sorry, I'm looking at the Wikipedia plug because like so much happened in this movie. I, yeah. <laughs> I I needed to look again. So, yeah, so that's what's interesting is in endings A and B, Wadsworth also isn't Wadsworth, but in endings A and B, he's actually an undercover FBI agent. What? It's only an ending C. Just to make it more confusing. Yeah, it's only an ending C where he's like, so in every ending, Wadsworth is not who he says he is, but in C, he's secretly Mr. Body, and in A and B, he's like secretly an undercover FBI agent. It's just that Uh, in ending C, C, Mr. Green is the FBI agent. So A and
0: B, he's the FBI agent, and then the third one, C,
1: the FBI
0: agent is Mr. Green. Okay.
1: Yeah, also, hmm. side note, I cannot believe that they had somebody play J. Edgar Hoover in this movie. Like, I cannot believe that the Clue movie was like, hey, do you know who we should have arrest everybody at the end of all three endings? A real, <laughs> like, director of the FBI. <laughs> yeah. How did do do they get the that? rights to do that? Yeah, why did they do that? That was so silly. I have no idea. It was idea. like, J. Edgar Hoover, what are you doing here?
0: <laughs> yeah. So... If you haven't known, this movie was a flop at the box office and now has become and is considered a cult classic. It uh, its budget was 15 million, which was a lot for 1985, and it only made back 14.6. It was so close to making back its money, but it did not. Damn. <laughs> it's probably cuz we weren't alive yet, but okay, I would have gone. I would have gone to the theater. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so we talked about how there was different endings. There was also a lot of um casting what-ifs for this movie. I don't know Ooh. if you know, but I'll uh, no. read them. So Tim Curry was actually the third choice to play Wordsworth. Really? Yeah, which is <laughs> really mean. Third time's the charm, I guess. Wow, Tim Curry's so good. Why wouldn't he be anybody's first choice? Yeah. So apparently, like, John Cleese was offered it, but turned it down. And then the real ones that really were considered to play the butler was Leonard Rossiter, who I've never heard of. Um, He's also British. But he died a year before it was filmed. Oh, that's so (laughs) sad. Oh. And it also was going to go to Rowan Atkinson. Um, another English oh, actor. Oh, Rowan
1: Atkinson would have been funny in this I movie. I don't know who is that. I'm glad that Tim Curry played. <gasps> okay, Mr. Bean. Oh. Oh my God, that's Mr. Bean. Oh yeah, you're right. That's Mr. Bean. Actually, that would have okay. worked. I I I'm really glad that Tim Curry was the butler because I genuinely think like Tim Curry was the perfect person to play the butler. But like Rowan Atkinson should have been in this movie. He's so he would have been so funny.
0: Well, he turned it down, so. That's his problem. Damn. Then it finally went to Tim Curry, um, who was Good. actually Lynn, the director, um, a Jonathan Lynn knew in elementary school. Um, oh, so, that's cool. So it's like, why didn't you think of him earlier? But okay. <laughs> also, <laughs> Miss Scarlet, who was played by Leslie Ann Warren. Uh, she, it was originally going to go to Carrie Fisher, um, and she actually oh. was supposed to show up for her rehearsals, yet she did not because she had entered rehab um, for her alcohol oh, and drug that's addiction. Sad. Yeah, so they weren't able to have her in the movie, obviously. So it went to her instead. I'm trying to think if there's any other. Um,
1: uh, Carrie Fisher would have been good. I think the movie was pretty, like, well-cast overall, though.
0: Yeah, I think so, too. Tim Curry has said that this is one of his favorite movies. I don't know if you know, but I think a couple years ago he had a stroke. Did you know this? Tim Curry? Yeah, yeah, so he's, like, he's unable to, like... Oh, I did not. Like, yeah, he's unable to, like, totally speak now and, like, is in a wheelchair, which is really sad. Oh, that's so sad. Because he yeah. seems like such a comedic actor where he would, like, you know walk around and like dance and stuff so that must be really awful for him but yeah if you look at him up his like main picture on wikipedia or like on google is like him in a wheelchair so i think he lost um the use of one side of his face so that's why he has trouble talking so i guess this was before he had a stroke where he said this was his favorite movie of his own
1: just really sad so sad yeah (laughs) oh my god
0: um the entire house if anyone was wondering it's entirely a set except for the ballroom um which was when there was like the piano and like miss scarlet thought someone was hiding behind the curtain which was a really cool room that was shot uh in a mansion in california that's really cool yeah but that must have been a pretty elaborate set
1: yeah wow yeah no it looked like it looked like a real place that they were just running around in. that's that's wild
0: yeah. Oh, I forgot to say, for Yvette, other people were um, considered for that role. Uh, it went really? to Colleen Camp, yeah. But uh, it was also offered to Madonna, Demi Moore, and Jennifer
1: Jason Lee. They all turned Madonna. it down. <laughs> oh my god, that would have been <laughs> terrible. <laughs> Do you know how awful that would have been? Cursed. Oh, I hate that. I was going to say, I don't know if you have any more fun facts. I'm still looking at the Wikipedia article for this, but I have a fun fact that I just stumbled along that is deeply cursed. Okay, according to Wikipedia, which I know is not the most reliable source of information. Really? um, The multiple... I know. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, Apparently. (laughs) um, Apparently. So, like, the multiple-ending concept was developed by... John Landis, uh, the director who, like, ultimately, like, finished the script. Apparently, John Landis, like, when he started to write the movie, he invited playwright Tom Stoppard, actor Anthony Perkins, and writer and composer Stephen Sondheim to write the movie with him. Did Stephen Sondheim... Wait, why First did they make it a yes, musical then? Yes, you're right, Stephen Sondheim. You missed out on a big opportunity here. But also, <laughs> did Steven Sondheim have a hand in creating this movie? Are you kidding me? Because when you look up like writers credits, like the only I'm listed shocked, the only listed like writer is like John Landis because he like he wrote the majority of the movie, but did Steven Sondheim mm-hmm. write part of this movie? <laughs>
0: But, like, if he did, why wasn't it a musical?
1: <laughs> it could have been... could have so easily been a musical.
0: But then the script... It says here the script was then finished by Jonathan Lynn, who ended up directing the movie. So maybe John Landis was going to direct the movie, but then he didn't. And then it oh. was finished by Jonathan
1: Lynn, and he, like, rewrote yeah. it. Oh, my God. That's so wild. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's so weird. Okay, then they sorry, should have like, had the opportunity I, then to do I that. I found the source of, of this Wikipedia article. Um, okay, so apparently all of these people were approached about writing the movie, but they all turned it down. Stephen Sondheim did not want to write the Clue movie. He was just asked to write the Clue movie. Oh, Understandable, yeah. Understandable, Sondheim. <sighs> have a nice day.
0: Oh, wow, okay. Well, Stephen Sondheim, if you're listening... And you want to create into a musical now because you're really bummed that you didn't... that you turned down Clue for some reason. You might feel bummed. You could create into a musical. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, I have a couple more facts. Um, Apparently, the actors were asked to watch His Girl Friday, which is um, a fast-paced dialogue movie from the 40s with Cary Grant and Rosalind Russell. Um, And it's known for its, like... Rapid fire dialogue, fast pace. And that's basically what Tim Curry watched for a long period of time in order to do that ending scene, which is very understandable. You'd have to learn those quick, like 1940s talking. Women in the 40s talked really weirdly, but men did too. But it must get so irritating yeah. watching that movie over and over again. <laughs> like very abrupt, Oops. like quick lines, you know, always like underhanded, like digs.
1: Yeah, oh man, the more I find out about this movie, the more I'm like absolutely baffled by it, I, in a good way. It's crazy
0: that it got made.
1: <laughs> yeah, I I can't believe this movie's real. I don't I'm know glad that it's why real. it got made, though. <laughs> How many board game yeah. movies are there? <laughs> I That is a good question, because there are video game movies. I can't think of any other board game movies. I'm I, curious now. Hold on, I'm doing a quick Google right now. Yeah. Is this a thing? Well, no, but I was going to say, I guess, you, but, like, Jumanji was, a but like, a game before it was a movie. Oh, was it? Or, wait, no, reverse that. Yeah. Jumanji was a movie before it was a game. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so I think Clue is the only movie, like, actually about a board game that already existed. Yeah. Because, yeah, like, Jumanji, like, the game was made up for the movie... The Game versus Sathura, A Space Adventure, was made up for the movie. I don't know if you ever saw that movie. Um, oh, apparently there's a movie, Dungeons & Dragons, from 2000. <laughs> Never heard of this. With Jeremy is Irons really? and Marlon Wayans. That's cursed. The Battleship movie. I knew there was oh. one I was forgetting about. There is a movie about Battleship. That's yes, terrible. 2012. There's also a Ouija
0: board movie from 2014.
1: Yeah, I don't. I wouldn't consider a
0: Ouija board a, a board, board game though. There's a Candyland Great Lollipop Adventure animated film.
1: Really, <laughs> that's funny.
0: Doesn't sound like there's like a Monopoly movie. Yeah, I think Clue is the only one. Go Clue. Maybe Clue and Battleship. Hollywood. We don't count Battleship. Struggling to find new ideas. There's a good avenue. Create a movie off of a board game if you have such a struggle with making a new idea and coming up with new
1: stories. We're so desperate to do remakes. Okay, my last
0: fact is this movie was based off of um, the tropes from many of the Agatha Christie books and films. And Agatha Christie is like the whodunit queen, so that's kind of cool. We have to do one of her movies for whodunit theme.
1: I would love that. I still need to watch *Murder on the Orient Express*. I haven't seen that one yet.
0: Yeah, I I want to watch the original one because Daddy Warbucks, um, Albert Finney is Poirot. Him, yeah. Because I wasn't a oh, big fan fun. of the new one. So if you want to watch the original one with me, I would love to see it.
1: Yeah, it's on Netflix I'd be down. as well. I <laughs> ooh, I haven't seen either yet. So
0: yeah. Yeah, the the. The new one with like Kenneth Branagh and his mustache, it just took away from the whole film, in my opinion, because his mustache (laughs) is so ridiculous. And it's like, oh, my God, why? He's just not a good poro. (laughs) Yeah, fair. (laughs) Okay, should we move on to the final judgment? Yeah. Okay, so did Clue move you or not? I don't know
1: if I would say it moved me. (laughs) <laughs> um, but I had fun. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it really, like... They, I don't think it really <laughs> ever hit a single emotional beat. Um, but, like, it was enjoyable. <laughs> yeah. Same for me.
0: This movie did not move me, but it moved me with some laughter. Um, yeah. And it was very entertaining and had great twists, which is a successful whodunit if a whodunit has great twists then i like it and i'll remember this movie for sure i may not remember who kills who i don't even remember now
1: but when i think about I I (laughs) i have to look it up every time
0: when i like when next halloween comes around i might be watching clue because it's very entertaining it's unique and the casting
1: and the comedic actors are really good at this Oh, yeah, I'm definitely going to make my roommates watch this before the month is over.
0: (laughs) It's also nice to see Tim Curry in a lead besides Rocky Horror. So I'm definitely going to add this to my, like, you know, continued watch list. Um, And it's a good movie from the 80s. So, yes, but it did not move me. (laughs) And it didn't move me with laughter, like, throughout the whole thing. I think it could have been, like, done a bit differently. Yeah. (laughs) It's a board game movie (laughs) I wasn't like expecting it to be oscar winning (laughs) i just think the dialogue was really well done especially tim curry's huge monologues and the marathon running he had to do in this movie was that was extensive like that's hard work oh yeah he really pulled it off
1: yeah that was amazing well
0: i want to thank you christina for coming back on the show yeah, thank you so much for having me. Maybe we can do another Who Done It sometime soon.
1: Yeah. Oh, I would love to.
0: And I want to thank you all for listening. And if you have any Who Done It recommendations that you think we should do, you can email me at emmareviewsmovies at gmail And don't forget to click the subscribe button. Thank you.